Welcome to Wisdom's Echo Origin Gates Daily Podcast. This is Grant Mahoney. And my thought for the day is I want to really talk about the spiritual life and what that is. And we're going to look at it briefly today. We'll start our journey on looking at what the spiritual life is and what does it mean to be spiritual? What is the daily battle that we fight and how can that battle be won? And different things like that because the Holy Spirit really desires to bring everything that He is, His full ministry and His full power into your and my daily lives, and which is an amazing thing. And so a spiritual life is an incomparable life. It can't be compared with anything else because it's really truly a life that is beyond our human ability or capacity. And to illustrate the story, uh, there's a movie, I think it's called um, Sully, and it's about Captain Chelsea Sullenberger. And he was a, um, a pilot, and he was flying an airplane, um, a passenger plane, I think it was a um, an A320, an Airbus, and all the stuff went wrong, and he had to land the plane, and he ends up landing the plane in the, um, what was it again, the Hudson River in, in, in America, I think it's in New York, I'm not really sure, and when he was in that place where all the engines um, caught fire and, and the whole plane was disabled and he had to glide this plane in, he goes and he describes the emotions um, of that moment. And this is what he says. He says, the worst sickening pit of your stomach falling through the floor feeling that he had ever experienced. And so for this time, he had all this stuff going on in his head. He has 150-odd people whose lives... Um, are hanging in the balance and are basically, you know, if he doesn't get everything right, if there's, you know, if there isn't accuracy in every decision he makes, um, all the stuff could go wrong and there could be an incredible tragedy and all these people could die. And um, anyway, he lands the plane in the river and all the passengers were um, safe. And the thing that I find interesting is that he was... Um, when when you watch the movie and you look at his life and when, there, there was an interview that they did with him after the incident and this is what he said he says one way of looking at this might be that for 42 years i've been making small regular deposits in this bank of experience education and training on january the 15th the balance was sufficient so that i could make a very large withdrawal and I mean, if you think about him, if you think about what he must have gone through, if you imagine the internal struggle that this man had in bringing that aircraft to rest on the on the river, all the every human emotion would have been screaming at him to to be fearful, to panic, to react hastily. But with all this quieting strength, he chose to call on 42 years of experience. And so with absolute, absolute focus. He ignored all those natural responses that he might have had and he maintained his composure and his control. And that's very much how it is like with us. The day you and I trusted Yeshua and we asked him to come into, the, into our lives and the Holy Spirit came into our lives, we began a very similar struggle. Because as a child of, of Yahweh, you were given a new nature by his Spirit. And the Holy Spirit brought into your life a new set of desires and a new creature with all the potential to live a holy and godly life is this is you right now. And so your old nature, or the old man, as, as the word often refers to it, was crucified with Christ. In other words, 
our source of our sinfulness was done away with and you were given a new nature with good desires through the Holy Spirit. But it seems as though the struggle against sin would have, you know, we, we can make the assumption that it would have been totally done away with at salvation. But we all know that this is not the case because this is where things get interesting. And so while your old nature has been replaced by a new nature, we still seem to live, or we do, we live in the flesh. And this is where the real struggle is for believers. This is where the believer's life, the struggle of a believer's life resides, the flesh against the spirit. And and so we live every day with a new heart, a new nature, but we're struggling against this very well-orchestrated and programmed sinful flesh, a brain, a body, a physical impulses that we are, like it's ingrained in us. And all these sinful patterns and of behavior are ingrained. And so in our new nature, because of the, the what the Holy Spirit does, you have a new set of desires. And our desires, I mean, even though we mess up, my desires are to please Yahweh, to live for Him, to do the things that He's called me to do, to not sin, to, re, to lead a righteous life. But in our flesh resides the power of sin, wrestling for control and demanding submission and all this kind of stuff. And so while the Spirit convicts and creates in you and me a thirst for righteousness, the flesh fights to have its own way and to draw us back into sin. And so in spite of the fact that your old nature has been crucified, it is entirely possible for you and me to live in the flesh, to live as though the old man is alive and well. And so the, the word of God refers to this as being carnal. And it says this in 1 Corinthians 3 verse 1, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. So what he was saying there was, I have to talk to you like sinful men, like your flesh is totally ruling you. And so this struggle is probably, without a doubt, the most frustrating experience of a believer's life. And it's going to plague us for the rest of our natural life. But in the midst of that struggle, there is hope. There is a path to victory and eventually complete and utter freedom. Now, we have to remember that the Holy Spirit is the power and presence of Yahweh in our lives. And He can win the battle. But it all comes down to our daily choices. Our life is a road map of choices. Every time we're at a crossroads, all the time, at, at, where, where do we go? Do we go left or right? Do we go forwards? Do we go backwards? And so I want to look at this a little bit because if we don't understand it, um, we're going to become frustrated and we're going to quit altogether. And so... The enemy would love us to believe that we can't win, but we can. And so he would have to, he, he would love for us to think that our old nature is still alive and that we really have no hope of absolute and real transformation. But that is not the truth. And so let's have a look at Romans uh, 7, verse 15 to 25, because Paul talks about the struggle in, in, in this actual scripture. So, for that which I do, I allow not. For that which, for what I would, that I do not; but what I hate, that I that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good I find not, for the good that I would I do not, 
but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. So when you read that, you can almost think like Paul's totally confused. On one hand, he speaks of his good desires, and on the other hand, his bad performance of those desires. He makes it very clear that his heart has been implanted with the will to do good, and that is the work of the Holy Spirit. But he also makes it clear that he struggles with bringing those good intentions into reality, which is like all of us. I mean, let's be honest. And so several times he makes a very important uh, distinction between a distinction when it comes to sin. He says, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Now, this isn't blame shifting. This is what I need to make clear. This is truth. And it's a very important truth for me and you to lay hold of. Paul was saying, the real me, the new me, desires to do good. But the power of sin in me still fights against the performance of good. And he makes a very powerful case that the heart which is the inward man, can delight in the laws of God, while the power of sin in his members or his body wars against the laws of God. So we have this dichotomy, this, this thing of this constant struggle. And, and it's, um, it's, it's what the, the Jews would almost call like plurality, good and evil, all this kind of stuff. And so are, are you getting the picture that I'm trying to paint? And after salvation, you are a new creature living in an old body. You, you are a new nature dwelling in a sinful flesh. And so there's this fight for control of your life every single day. And we can read it again in Galatians 5.17, for the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. So it's important that we understand the difference between having a new nature and having a sin nature because it is your nature of sin, because of that nature, that we are doomed to failure. But it is your nature, but, but sorry, what am I trying to say? But if it is your nature to do good, then through the power of Yahweh, that new nature can overcome the flesh. And this is the power of overcoming. This is why it's so important for us to overcome. And so I want to illustrate this in a way and say, you know, we, we are not a dog, but you could believe you are a dog. And so in believing, you could act like a dog. And, you know, you could bark, you could crawl around on all fours, you could eat out of a dish on the floor, and you could expect people to pat you on the head. None of this makes you a dog. No matter what you do, you could never be a dog, but you could be a person acting like a dog. And so yes, the real catch, because if you believe you're a dog, then your actions will follow your belief. And it's exactly the same in a believer's life. If you believe you have a sin nature, then your behavior is going to follow that belief. And you're, you're essentially you're going to believe that you're stuck in sin. You're going to reason, this is just the way I am. Isn't that something that so many believers say? This is just the way I am, you know? 
And so in our life and in, in our growth, you will never move beyond your belief. Because if you believe you're a dog, then you're going to act like a dog. And this is why the word teaches that you are a new creature. Indeed, it says that you received a new nature at salvation. And we're not talking about a cleanup job or a, a reforming type of the job of the old nature. We're talking about a crucifixion. In other words, a death to the old nature. A regeneration, a new nature being born. This is what we're talking about. And so this is the work of regeneration, which is in Romans 6, verse 6, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. So our first step, if we are wanting to grow and move in the kingdom and grow in the Holy Spirit and to have spiritual victory over the flesh is to believe what God says about the new nature and the new man. Ephesians 4, 24 says, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Look at 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And so the second step to victory for us is to put off the old man and to put on the new man and to put on Christ. Just as you would put on a clean set of clothes every single morning. Ephesians 4, 22, that you put off concerning the former com conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the seedful lusts. So put that off. Put off the old man. Take him off. Galatians 3, 10, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Galatians 3, 27, for as many of you as been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. And this is also even addressed in Romans 12, verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of Yahweh. And so I want to look at this in more detail in our next session together, because there's so many different things that we can begin to look at. And each day we are going to face a struggle of the flesh against the spirit. And each day we're going to have to make a decision to put on the new man or to walk in the ways of the old man. And so I really want to encourage you, start walking, start changing what you believe, start saying this, stop saying this is just the way I am. Stop saying, oh, it's, ne it's never going to change. It's time for you to make a change and to make a decision and to choose a path and say, I am putting on the new man. It is the sinful nature is dead. It's crucified. And I'm going to walk according to that. I'm going to overcome my flesh. And so that's all I wanted to share for today. So bless you guys and have an amazing day. Thank you.